You found the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective podcast, and it'll begin right after this. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! (laughs) Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide, slide, slide! College! Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, Visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. From DRG Media Group Sports, this is the Player's Perspective Podcast. Brother, I grew up eating rice and fried egg for dinner in a poor family back home in Puerto Rico. How can I be ungrateful with with, with what, what I got and where I'm at. Carlos Correa's strange offseason ends with him staying put. Carlos Correa, still the twin shortstop, is featured on this edition of the Players Perspective Podcast, brought to you by American Bank and Trust and Avera Orthopedics. Hi everyone, I'm DRG Media Group Sports Director David Burrow. Since this podcast began, we have featured mostly high school athletes. News on January 11 was so big that we thought we would, in case you missed hearing from him that day, bring you the subject of that news. It's Carlos Correa. He had entered free agency after his first season with the Twins, and he had long-term big-money deals. First, he thought, with the San Francisco Giants. That fell through. Then, with the New York Mets, and that fell through. You see, both teams were worried about a fracture in Correa's leg that he suffered while he was a minor leaguer in 2014. A plate is in place to help stabilize that leg. Well, the Twins don't have such qualms about this, now they brought Correa back for six years and for $200 million at least. And if Correa stays healthy, it could be a 10-year, $270 million deal for him. On the day of Correa's re-signing with the Twins, he was featured on the Treasure Island Baseball Network's Inside Twins program, which you can hear on 1060-103.1 KGFX, as well as Twins Baseball, starting soon with spring training and again all through the 2023 season. Through the courtesy of and with our sincere thanks to the Treasure Island Baseball Network, here's Carlos Correa from the day of his signing, January 11, with the interview conducted by Chris Atterbury. This is a big deal, and I know that there were a couple of hiccups over the course of the last month, obviously, but to finally sit at that dais and see all of your family in front of you and not have to worry about the future, and by future I mean the next six to ten years, was there a sense of peace, a sense of calm for you? Oh, absolutely. From the moment the deal was official, you know, we, we kind of like hug each other and embrace each other. And it was uh, it was just a special moment for our family, right? Um, every player at some point wants to get to free agency and have a successful free agency. And for me, this is it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, somebody asked me earlier today, like if, if I was mad or sad or disappointed that, you know, I had to settle for $200 million. And I said, my brother, I grew up eating rice and fried egg for dinner in a poor family back home in Puerto Rico. How can I be ungrateful with, with, with what, what I got and where I'm at? You know, this is a place that I feel loved. I feel like I'm part of a family. I feel like I'm part of a great culture. I feel like we're building something special. So I could not be more happy. I'm more excited to be back here uh, somewhere that I know, that I love, that I spent a full year here. And I absolutely had a blast with all the guys. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy 
uh, this is a special moment in my life. Well, I know you and Rocco Baldelli are close. You talk a lot. He's a big deadhead, and I don't know if his musical tastes have, have trickled over into you over the past year, but <laughs> I, I keep thinking about your last month, the Grateful Dead lyric from Trucking, what a long, strange trip it's been. Because it's been a wild 28 days, not just for you. This goes through your entire family and mm-hmm. where your future is going to be built, where your, your kids are going to grow up. These are big deals. Part of those lyrics are, sometimes the light's all shining on me. That's the good part. You earn the right to go out and get courted by everybody, which every player fights for, and you did that. But the other line is, sometimes I can barely see. Did you have any of those I can barely see moments over the course of the past month where uh, it was confusing, it was frustrating, where you weren't quite sure how it was going to turn out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm completely honest with you. Uh, there were some moments that were tough. You know, I'll get on the phone with Scott and, you know, get bad news after bad news. And we'll sit down and then talk, my wife and I as a family. And then we'll bring our parents in and uh, we will assess uh, all the possible uh, scenarios and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, I always saw a light at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, you know, I knew that God was going to put me in the right spot. And the fact that I'm packed with the twins feels like, you know, it was part of the plan. It was part of the, uh, of destiny, fate, uh, some might call it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm very grateful. I'm very happy. You know, your family weren't the only ones you were in constant contact with. Byron Buxton's a guy you've been close with for a while. You'll always be linked even just by your draft status, going one and two in the same draft. What was Byron's role in all of this in terms of keeping you open and linked to the possibility that, hey, you can always come home here if it doesn't work out. Yeah, Byron is it's like a he's like a brother to me. We talked pretty much every other day and uh he never tried to recruit me. He never said anything like come back, like we need you. We all, we always talked like family talks, you know. Um how are you doing? How are your kids? What do you guys do the other day? We went on a vacation, we did this, we did that. Uh, and it was always a fun conversation with him. It was never about come back to the Twins and all that, and that's something I appreciate, right? Because the last thing you want is people telling you where you should go throughout this whole process, but knowing that I have a friend, a brother that cares about me, that cares about my family, and cares about you know our everyday uh, life, that's more meaningful to me than him trying to call me and, and try to recruit me. Yeah, and I would think because he's one of the few guys in the world who maybe has an inkling of what you're going through, right, who can understand those pressures and can understand the dynamics, that for him to be somebody that you can be vulnerable with or be open with but not be pressured by, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, a, an amazing resource to have. Yeah, it's just talking to him feels like like a safe space. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we can get honest with each other, um, and that's the beauty about a relationship. Um, you know, we're honest. You know, if we don't like something, we talk about it. We try to help everybody around us in this clubhouse. So our relationship is, is a beautiful one. Carlos Correa is our guest in studio uh, after the press conference today, officially back with the Twins on a long-term deal, Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how members are created and legends are made. For everybody joining us, a little belated start today across all of our twin social media platforms, but glad to have you with us and across our radio network. There's a, an element amongst the fan base, and obviously you, you know this, that some of them are like, well, it's great. We get to see Carlos play every day, but... We were like the bachelor's third choice, the two roses that didn't work out. What what would you say to convince them that, hey, I was out looking because I'd earned that right, but I really do want to be here? 
Uh, I don't think there is a, uh, any convincing. I think every fan understands that free agency is a, it's a different process. It's a crazy process, and uh, a lot of twists and turns happen. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, when I narrowed it down to my three teams that I wanted to be a part of, and I gave them to Scott at the beginning of the offseason, the Minnesota Twins were always involved, which is the reason why Derek and Scott have so many conversations before the other deals that, that I agree on, they always stay in touch and even after, and that's how we get the deal done. So for me, the focus is not about, oh, like this is this was my third team. My focus is like from now on that I'm in a sort of twin, what am I going to do to help this thing get better? What am I going to do in the community to help people out? What am I going to do to go out there and just make myself better and make sure that we get to where we want to get? Uh, it's a great point you make, and last year you had an amazingly positive impact on this team. You had a solid year yourself, but you did it in a unique situation. It was an opt-out potential at the end. You knew that there was, in a sense, not an audition because everybody knows how good a player you are, but you knew there were going to be options. Is it different mindset now? I know it doesn't change how hard you work or your preparation. That's always going to be top tier. Is it a more relaxed, comfortable atmosphere knowing – I'm just here to play for my teammates. This isn't about anything else now because I'm here long term. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a different approach, knowing that you're going to be here for a long time, that this is your organization that believes in you, believes in your talent, believes on the on the other skill sets that you have and on your leadership. So it's definitely different uh, the way you approach it because now I'm just going to give my life everything I have to this organization and to try to make everybody better from the coaching staff, from the front office, to the players. And uh, all my focus right now is with the Minnesota Twins for the rest of my career. So that's something that I'm very proud of. I'm very excited about knowing that I'm going to be here for a long time, that a lot of work can be done throughout the whole potential 10 years. We have a really good roster to work with. A lot of young guys that, you know, if they turn out to be the guys that they're supposed to be, we're going to be good for a long time. Yeah, we're going to talk with or hear from some of those guys in our next segment. Final thought here in segment one with Carlos Correa. You play like every day. I mean, you got hit on the finger by a pitch. That cost you a few games. But you've been a, a, a really durable guy. You had some back issues a while ago. Your preparation, as we said, is is something nobody could, could, could match. Was it insulting to have somebody tell you you weren't physically okay? Were you like, have you watched me play? Like, did that bother you at all? Or did you accept it as just part of the business? Well, the, the perception is that I wasn't physically okay, <clears throat> which is wrong. I'm physically okay. I'm doing all the ba baseball activities, and I feel 100%. What the MRIs were showing was 10 years down the line, something might happen. So they're using a crystal ball to predict <laughs> what's going to happen in the future, but it had nothing to do with my performance right now. I mean, you cannot have a messed up ankle and go and win a platinum glove at shortstop, <laughs> which is one of the toughest positions to play in the infield, right? So it's not about it right now. It's about the prediction, the crystal ball of what's going to happen nine, ten years down the line on a 13-year deal, right? Um, but right now, I'm 100% healthy. I'm doing all my baseball activities. I'm going to be ready to go spring training, baseball classic, and all and all that. But like you said, I, I take really good care of my body. I take a lot of pride on that. I learned the hard way uh, with my injuries back in 2018, you know, being young and naive and just showing up to a ballpark, no prep routine, no no warming up, just going straight to the cage, grab a bat, put your batting gloves on and start taking hacks. I had nobody to tell me that that's not the way you go about your business. So once that happens, 
You know, I start meeting with doctors. I start looking for information. I start communicating with people that are way smarter than me and know what works. And then that's why my routine is so important. And I take care of my body in such a great way because I talk to the experts and they tell me this is what works. If you do this, you will never have a problem, right? So the last three years, I played over 90% of my team's game, even though with the hit by pitch and COVID, which are the games I missed. But back to 2020, you know, I've been, I've been on the field. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, I've been durable. And that's because I didn't have anybody to explain to me that, hey, you need to warm up. You need to prep your body before you take swings, right? When you're young, you feel unbeatable. You feel, yeah, you feel so great that you just go to a cage, you take 300 swings and it doesn't matter, right? But with time, that's going to take a toll on you. So now I've learned how to take care of all that. And uh, that's why I try to show up every single day. You weren't here for the uh, reveal, but you have to like what you're wearing there, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. These are clean. They look nice. I, I had a photo shoot yesterday with all of them. Great uniforms. Um, actually, when, when they were doing the reveal in Mall of America, I was on FaceTime with the guys. And I was throughout the whole process, I was connected with them. Right? So it just feels right that I'm back because we built such a beautiful and great relationship with everybody in the clubhouse that even Gio, that's not with us anymore. You know, we talk all the time. So that's what was special to me about last year, right? I spent seven years with just one organization. I don't spend time with other players aside from, from where I was in Houston. Then I come here and I build new relationships, and that was the part that I loved the most, uh, to be able to earn the respect and the love from my new teammates in such a short amount of time and to just feel the embrace and the love and, and every single hug. Um, that was special to me. So, you know, I'm looking forward to more of that. One of those guys on that FaceTime, because I was, I was in the area there with Luis was there, Georgie was there, and, and Jose Miranda. And we've got a clip from Jose from earlier in the year, and this was after you had compared him to Jordan Alvarez, and we asked him what that meant to him. So let's hear it from Jose Miranda. Oh, he compared me? Oh, man, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Alvarez is a great hitter. It's really nice. I don't know what to say right now. I mean, that's a that's a great hitter, one of the greatest hitters right now in the game, um, which is awesome to hear Correa saying that, so it's pretty cool. So that, to me, captures a lot about Jose Miranda because the excitement. He's an excited guy. He loves to play. He loves to talk about the game. But also, he's not overwhelmed. Like, he's honored by the comparison. He understands the comparison, but he aspires to live up to the comparison at the same time. What are your thoughts on, on a young guy like Jose? You helped him through some kind of the turbulent waters that every youngster has breaking in, and he now has established himself as, I think, the guy we all think he can be. Absolutely. Um, you know, with him, is that he's very confident. He knows how good he is. And when it comes to a baseball player, it only takes one good year for you to get that confidence and feel like you're going to be successful for a long time. And for him, that, it was that MVP year in AAA, double A and AAA, where he absolutely killed it, right? So when he came to a big league, so obviously there were some ups and downs, especially his first 50, 60 at-bats were really tough. But one thing I told him is, you know, it's going to be a long career, but you cannot put pressure on every single at-bat that you take. You got to take it day by day, trusting your preparation. And when you go to a game, just let that preparation play out and that's something that he understood you know his prep routine got better his diet got better his swing all of a sudden was faster more explosive he was getting to balls that he wasn't getting to before so he understood that in order for you to perform on the field it's not only about the swings you take in the cage it's about what you eat how you sleep how you take care of your body in the gym you know how you try to make those fast fish muscles move faster in order for you to go out there and let the ball travel a little more because your swing is so short compact and fast that you can't let the ball travel more so help them understand those little things that help you become the elite players that we see in today's games is very important and he seems to get it i got a video from him uh, two days ago of his workouts and he looks really really good he looks in great shape that was a challenge that i gave him you know show up ready 
show up ready to play third base. Show up, but that when they see you, the the time you walk in in the the front door in spring training, they're like, oh my god, this guy looks amazing, and he took that challenge and he looks he looks in great shape. And there is still what a month left in spring training, so I'm yeah. very happy about that. I'm looking forward to going out on caravan this year with Jose Miranda and Nick Gordon. That's going to be a lot of fun. You can see yeah. us in Fargo among other places. I know you'll be back up for Twins Fest Absolutely. and the Diamond Awards. Bring an extra suitcase because I think you're taking a a bunch of trophies home from the Diamond Awards this year. So <laughs> you might want to you know, save some space in the overhead bin. When, I'm when going ice get... fishing, too, with hot rods, so <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, you might want to bring an extra bag for that, too. <laughs> That's uh, If you're going to go out on the ice with uh, Hot Rod McCormick. Uh, another guy you had a big impact on is, is Royce Lewis. And when Royce was called up, it's because you'd been hit uh, by a pitch on the finger. Uh, and he, you actually, th- this is a rarity, not often does a guy get called up to replace an injured player and have dinner with that player to get some words of encouragement before his debut. Here's Royce. You know, obviously the circumstances for me to come up here were not ideal, but that's part of it. And, and like Carlos has said, you know, things do happen. Freaky things happen. And he actually sat me down and told me that at dinner. And so I, I got to see him just now. I told him how sorry I was about everything. And, you know, just like I said, control the controllables. So that happened. He's going to work through his process, come back way stronger than ever, like he taught me how to do and, and told me that I was going to do. And he gave me all that confidence, and he just gave me more confidence to come here and play and have fun and when he gets back we'll see where we'll go from there. Royce obviously battling back from an injury for a second time. He is a dynamite kid who has a tremendous work ethic and an amazing career still in front of him. What has your communication through this with Royce been like? He's hopefully going to be back later in the summer uh, and he's a guy I know who has developed a very good relationship with you. Yeah, we, we exchanged. Uh, he called me last night when I was at dinner with uh, Dad and Derek and uh, the front office guys and uh, we exchanged texts. So he's obviously very happy that I'm back, very thrilled. The fact that we get to work together. I met Royce before the draft. You know, He went to one of our games in Anaheim and I was able to meet him and uh, you know talk to him for a little bit and his dad and then he ends up being the first pick overall and I'm like, oh wow, I, I know this kid, right? <laughs> Right? And then fast forward a couple of years later, I'm in the same organization as he is. And I, I got to tell you, this guy is, is as talented as, as any of the prospects that, that you can see out there in, in MLB. I mean, this guy's going to be good for a long time. He's a baseball rat, so he's always wanted to talk about baseball. He's always wanted to talk about everything related to baseball. That's something you can teach. It's either you have it or you don't. Either you love the game that much or you're just here for the money. And you can tell that he loves the game. He loves to get better. He loves to make others better. And he's going to be a huge piece of this puzzle in order for us to get to the promised land. He's going to be a huge part of that. Carlos Correa is not only the Twins' platinum glove shortstop, he has been officially anointed now assistant general manager, which was a role he filled unofficially, uh, along with assistant pitching coach, assistant infield coordinator. <laughs> you, you had a lot of hat analytics I'm not department. that nosy. I'm not that nosy. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of hats you were wearing uh, last year. Is it important with guys like Royce to emphasize position? Let's not get hung up on positions, right? Because people say, oh. Royce is a shortstop. Brooks Lee is a shortstop. And I think we get hung up on that sometimes. Even yourself, an elite shortstop, a platinum glove shortstop, was willing to say, hey, with Francisco Lindor, I'll, I'll move over here. The more good players, the better. Is that a message that you share with younger players? Don't get hung up on positions. Let's just figure out how to get the most talent on the field at one time. One thing you need to win is elite talent. doesn't matter what position they play. doesn't matter how many short subs you have in the farm system. You want as much as elite talent as you can get. Now you can do whatever you want with it now because they can play. Exactly. If you play shortstop, you can play any position on the field, right? You see Breckman. He got drafted, second pick overall in the draft, slide into third base, 
championships, right? When you talk about positioning, that doesn't matter. You want elite, talented players on your roster. And then wherever you're going to put them, they're going to they're gonna do fine. These guys pan out to be the guys that they're supposed to be with the hard work, with the right guidance from, from the organization. The team can be good for a long time. You're talking about building dynasty, and that's one thing that we have here. You've got a new baby on the way. You've got the World Baseball Classic. You've got spring training, and it's all happening pretty much at the same time in early March. More stressful. Free agency and finding your long-term home, or what's going to be happening in March Ooh. as you guys grow your family? That's a tough question right there. I would say even though the free agency process was tough, I, I didn't get too stressed out about it. Like I said before, I focus on what I can control, and that's something that was out of my control, so there was no need for me to just go out there and stress over it. I knew I was going to be on a, on a big league team at some point. I knew that Scott was going to get me the right deal for, for me, and uh, it happened to be with the Minnesota Twins, which I'm really happy about because, like I said, I love everything about this city and this team. But I know the stress it caused on my family around me. You know what I mean? Like, my dad would tell me, like, you know, it was 3, 4 a.m. He couldn't go to sleep. My father-in-law would tell me that he was having trouble with sleep. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeming like a baby. You shouldn't, like, try to stress too much about it. Because, you know, at some point that this is going to get done, we're going to look back. We're going to have a great story to tell. And it's going to be over. So I'll say March for sure. Because we're going to have two babies under two. Baseball classic spring training i'm gonna be away from my family because they're gonna stay in houston for the, my second son uh, opening days right at the end yeah. of march also yeah so march is gonna be a stressful month for yeah. sure i think you can handle it it's gonna be exciting for kylo to be a big brother i know and your whole family uh is gonna be thrilled what's your approach what will your preparation uh especially be that the shift is not going to be allowed does that change anything for you or for my opinion does that just mean we get to see more diving plays from you at shortstop? I think so. I think I think being athletic is going to matter uh, once again when you're playing in the middle of the field. The fact that I'm not going to be playing second base anymore is, is exciting. Um, I didn't like it, but it worked. I didn't like it, but it worked. So um, I was obviously down to do it. Um, but now that I get to play, to stay at shortstop and move around and have more room to cover, um, it's, it's going to be more challenging again. So uh, I'm excited about that part. That's a tough one for you because you embrace all of the information and the data uh, more so than, than most, and you understand the reason for it. But also you like to line up where you like to line up and you like to go get the ball. So that that was always interesting. I know the depth is a different situation in New York with your buddy Lindor, uh, but Sam wants to know if you're going to play any third base this year. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, obviously, that's a conversation I got to have yeah. with, uh, with the front office, and whenever they need me to play, I'll be happy to play as long as he makes the team better, right? And it makes sense. Uh, but for now, the plan is to play shortstop. I'll answer that one. No, he's a shortstop. <laughs> Can I, I'll take that answer. I know you love representing Puerto Rico. How excited are you about the, uh, about the upcoming World Baseball Classic and playing with a lot of players who, for you, you've known a long time, played with and against a long time? It's very exciting because, you know, the Baseball Classic is a different type of baseball, right? It's, uh, you play three games and uh, every game matters and there's a lot, of, a lot of emotion. As you know, as Latins, we have a lot of emotion and there's a lot of swagger going on and there's a lot of back and forth. So it's very intense, I will say. So I'm very excited for that intensity in March. You don't get that intense. Mm -hmm. In spring training, right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to represent my country. What would it mean to Puerto Rico for you guys to win it? Oh, wow. Well, last time we played the baseball classic, we finished second, and Puerto Rico was 
Nobody was going to school. Everybody was watching the games. I mean, Puerto Rico was all eyes on the TVs, right? But winning it will mean so much because, you know, the struggles that Puerto Rico has had in the last couple of years um, to be able to enjoy such a big moment will be very special. Again, our most sincere thanks to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. This is the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective Podcast. What if we said a bank isn't a place to lock up money? It's a place to set it free. What if the point of banking wasn't to bank at all, but to put your ideas to work? What if your bank asked, what if, a little more? Well, what if we told you, we do? We're American Bank and Trust, where what if meets why not? If you are ready to change what you get out of banking, start a relationship with us. What if you made the move today? We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Players Perspective Podcast. And if there's an athlete from whom you'd like to hear, contact us through drgnews.com or the DRG News app brought to you by Golden Buffalo Casino. The Players Perspective Podcast from DRG Media Group Sports is brought to you by Avera Orthopedics and American Bank and Trust. I'm David Burrell. Thanks for listening.